This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is our number two of the Rob Carson Show. Much to get to in this uh, week before Christmas. Can you believe it's the 20th? It's the 20th. I did a little uh, desperation shopping yesterday. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, it is in Indiana. It's starting to get a little chaotic out there. Uh, by the way, do you uh, do you want Rodney Sanders or Donald Trump to run for president? I have a funny feeling this whole uh, four uh, charges recommended to the DOJ by the January 6th committee is going to cause uh, Trump supporters to support him even more. But anyway, here's what you got to do. You just text the word EVENT to 39747. This is a Newsmax poll, by the way. And uh, again, it's the, uh, the, the word is EVENT, and just text it to 39747, 39747. Let your voice be heard. Tune into Newsmax for news. You can trust. I do it. I even work there. I trust it so much. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Newsmax carried on every major cable system. If your cable system does not carry them, give them a call. All right? So if you want to uh, vote on who you think should uh, be the candidate in 2024, text EVENT to 39747. That's EVENT to 39747. Make sure to switch to Newsmax. You will not look back. I promise you. I promise you. Kind of interesting, the uh, the January 6th kangaroo court recommends uh, Donald Trump be charged with four different things, uh, several of them completely dispelled by the second impeachment, which was unlawful, after he left office. And oddly enough, just about a month ago, House Democrats moved to ban Trump from office after the 2024 campaign announcement. That was just right after Donald Trump said he was going to run. Uh, David Cicilline from uh, Rhode Island uh, sent a letter to his Democrat colleagues arguing that Trump had forfeited his right to ever hold office for leading an insurrection against the United States. That was before the uh, January 6th kangaroo court came out with their recommendations yesterday. It's like they're really trying to get Donald Trump not to run again. Why is that? I wonder. But wait a minute. I thought Donald Trump was in the past. Even Ron DeSantis was the candidate. Why are they still worried about Donald Trump? Why are they still fretting about Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know. But what do we know today? We know that your favorite old reliable Facebook and Twitter, where maybe you go and you, you post delightful recipes or just your feet on a lawn chair at the end of a, 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 you know, in a vacation somewhere in a tropical uh, location. But what you didn't know is that both of those companies, uh, uh, Twitter had 80 former FBI agents working there. And uh, James Baker, the guy who really uh, put together the Russia collusion hoax in 2016, went over to uh, uh, shut down talk of Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election. Election. And then over at, uh, at Facebook, there were 112 former FBI associates working there doing the same thing. I think that's kind of crazy. I'd say that's corrupt. 
I think we need a, a little palate cleanser, something to get you in the holiday spirit from Jim Gossett. Under the table is how Joe's paid. Millions from China he has made. 31. Graft and corruption, he wrote the book. Covered up. And his son Hunter's a major crook. Joe, Joe, Joe makes lots of dough. Joe, 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 is ethics are low under the table? Quick, quick, quick. A cut for the big guy should do the trick. Yep. About as corrupt as they come. Anyone out there with half a brain knows that Joe blackmailed Ukraine. Can the prosecutor who wants his son or the deal for a billion won't get done? Quick, ho, ho, blackmailing Joe. To go under indictment, they both should be. What can you call it but bribery? I'm sorry, I was uh, when I said ho ho ho, I was thinking about Hunter Biden. Uh, so uh, this, on top of everything else, you know, I, I mentioned to you before the midterms that uh, uh, Joe Biden likes to make a mess and then rub your face in it. Remember, uh, you know, what, what people used to do to their dogs, bad pet owners. If your dog was bad and went in the house, you'd rub his nose in it like they'd expect. They, you know, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I screwed up. Now they just wonder why you're abusing them. All right. Well, Joe Biden did the same thing. You know, they they make big messes and they rub your face in it. You know, they got uh, the southern borders wide open. And Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday says, oh, no, the, the federal. No, it is not. Here's 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 Corinne Jean-Pierre rubbing your nose in the mess that Joe Biden has created intentionally. It would be wrong to think that the border is open. It is not open. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. You um, or we're, we're meeting here just minutes after, as Darlene pointed out. Yeah, that's uh, your federal government. That is uh, you getting uh, your nose rubbed in their mess. It, it really is. It's it's quite stunning how ungodly corrupt our federal government is right now. It is it is absolutely stunning, absolutely stunning. Bigger than I could have ever imagined. Bigger than any Tom Clancy novel. Bigger than any movie about uh, corruption in uh, Washington D.C. I mean, honestly, just nothing. And then you know another mess they're doing. Did you know that uh, they, they've come up with this omnibus spending bill? $1.7 trillion, 4,155 pages. They just sprung it on us. They're doing the same crap, guys. They're doing the same crap. And what they're going to do is they want to pass this spending bill so that Republicans, when they take over Congress, can't do anything about the Biden agenda next year. That's what it's all about, guys. That's why I'm going to give you the switchboard for the Capitol right now. And I want you to call politely and say, don't vote for this damned spending bill. Don't say damned. 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. They, after everything they've done to us, driving the economy into the toilet, driving inflation to 40-year highs, you're suffering, I'm suffering People are losing their cars. People are losing their homes. People can't afford groceries and heating bills and Christmas. And they come up with a spending bill like uh, we are living in high times, that we got all sorts of money. And all they're doing is spending your money and your children's money. It is just grotesque. This is Representative Jim Comer last night on Greta Van Susteren's show on Newsmax talking about the omnibus joke, the mess that they want to rub your face in. Omnibus bill, 
and ties our hands for the next and the taxpayers' hundreds of Republican majority. This is the biggest crisis in America right now. Uh, the migrants continue to pour across the border. This is costing the taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars. If you look at the transportation costs, the public education costs, the Medicaid costs, I mean, it just goes on and on and on, not to mention the crime and all the fentanyl deaths. We can't continue to sustain this. The open border policy by the Biden administration has to stop. And, and Greta, we're giving away one of the biggest tools we have right now to hold this administration accountable. And that's the power of the purse. Yep. If the Senate goes along with this omnibus bill and ties our hands for the next 12 months where we can't cut their budget, then shame on the Senate. This is one of the things that we can do in January to try to get the administration to secure the border. And that's to cut off their funding. But yet we've got senators right now negotiating a year-long omnibus spending package. Very disappointing. There are days when I, I mean, I get out of bed in the morning. I'm like, what? What? I get so frustrated and, and angry and upset. You've got this 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 jerk Mitch McConnell in charge of the Senate again. You had no choice in it. He's got a six percent approval rating, and yet these jackweeds in Congress keep electing this guy as the leader, and he doesn't give a rat's behind about you or me or anybody else. And I got to tell you, this is just the latest. You got forty five billion in military and economic aid for Ukraine. Ukraine going into this bill, billions more uh, requested for Ukraine, five billion in earmarks for thirty-two hundred pet projects. You got forty-seven billion for the abusive NIH. You got a billion dollars for Puerto Rico's electrical gil- grill, or, uh, 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 the grid, I should say. On and on and on, they're doing the same games while you suffer. They live high on the hog. You are the proletariat. They are the bourgeois. You get the crumbs. 202-224-3121. That is the capital switchboard. Get in touch with your senator and say no to the omnibus spending sham. Let's go to Larry in Savage, Maryland. Hello there, Larry, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, Rob. I really appreciate you having me on. And again... It's the same story over and over and over. Like I've said before, we're sick and tired of it, but they're going to keep on forcing us on us, just like the COVID stuff, just like the election. You tell me the FBI wasn't out in the crowd the day of all this so-called insurrection. Of course they were. It was all set up. It's all planned. And let, let me ask one question. Whatever happened to Julian Assange? Whatever happened to that guy? Because he was calling it out. He had everything out on the table and telling everything of what was going on. Where is he now? Mm-hmm. And he is no different than Elon Musk. Musk is yeah. being awful quiet now. Somebody must have got to him, too. Can yeah, you we'll see. Well, Musk has said that he uh, he is uh, being threatened, so uh, it, it, it's it's hard to tell, to be quite honest. Maybe that's why he said, do you want me just to hang on as CEO of the company, or do you want to vote somebody else in? And and 58% said they wanted him out. Uh, so what I would suggest, and I guess, I guess Elon Musk is waiting for the mail-in ballots, just like they do in Arizona. You know, try to find some oh, more votes is what. <laughs> All right, bro. I'll tell you what, buddy, uh, I appreciate your phone call, Larry. This is so uh, thoroughly disgusting to know that uh, Twitter employed 80 former FBI operatives. Facebook 
uh, employed 120, 115 intel agents working in Twitter. And the U.S. government, the FBI, paid Twitter $3.4 million for administration costs related to the staff's time spent working with the FBI to shut down the Hunter Biden story, which the FBI knew was legit. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know about the FBI right there. That's the door that's open. That's what we're seeing now. And it touches everything that you've been told is misinformation or disinformation. Every single thing. Oh, by the way, Jim Baker even signed a letter thanking bureau officials for convincing social media groups to uh, to uh, censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. Did you know that? He showed that former FBI official, then lawyer for Twitter, Jim Baker, helped suppress the Hunter Biden story. Baker and the FBI worked together to convince Twitter that the laptop story was misinformation planted by foreign agents. That was all a lie. He should go to jail for that. That's electioneering, guys. And they did it in 2016, didn't work. So the FBI created their own agency to go after election disinformation before the 2020 election. So in case that people thought, hey, hey, maybe that somebody tried to steal the election, they'd shut that up. And then after the election, the day after, they shut down all discussion of any impropriety with regard to the election. It's kind of funny, right? It would be so funny if, uh, you know, if it weren't so absolutely terrifying and awful. Now, here's something kind of interesting. This is Jim Comer talking to Greta Von Susteren on uh, Newsmax. And I said this. I said that there's no way that one platform would be censored while the other ones went along because all of them agreed on everything. Why is that? I'll answer that question coming up. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. But the more that is released to the public, the more astonished we are, the more troubled we are. You know, my first thoughts were that there were just a, a one or two rogue FBI employees who were going to Twitter and Facebook telling them uh, this Hunter Biden laptop stories, Russian disinformation. This is Representative Jim Comer talking to uh, Greta von, Fus- uh, von Funberg, <laughs> von Susteren on Newsmax last night. Don't put it on your platform. But now we learn the FBI had a had a group of 80 agents, 80 agents. And we learned today with this Twitter dump, they had paid Twitter over $3 million for their time with all the time they had taken up in uh, telling them what who to censor and what to censor. Now, this is just Twitter. We already heard from Zuckerberg hint that this was happening at Facebook. Imagine what went on at Google and oh, yeah. YouTube. And what's everything you search going on in the mainstream media. <laughs> this FBI is wow. out of control. $3 million to Twitter, multiply that times three other platforms, $12 million in salary and benefits to those 80 employees. Who is funding this? I mean, Congress has to step up in the next few days and say, we've got to wait till January to fund these government agencies or else they're going to continue to be unaccountable. Yeah. Mitch McConnell is not your ally. Mitch McConnell is what I would consider to be an enemy of the American people and of freedom in this country. I absolutely believe that. He does not care about you 
All he cares about is his deep state. All the people in Washington, D.C. in charge care about is the fact that they are board members on the largest company in the world that has a $5 trillion annual budget, and they steer the money to their besties. That's what they do. That's what we're dealing with. That's why they've tried to jam this omnibus spending bill down our throats. Essentially, it's like being in New York and getting beaten the hell out of. And as you lay there, uh, you know, between life and death, Congress comes along and, uh, you know, checks to see if you're okay and steals your wallet and walks away. That's what they just did. That's what they're trying to do. I do believe we have our favorite caller from Baltimore. Actually, I'd venture to say favorite caller. Barbara is on the phone. Hello, Barbara. Hey, you know what? I am just so glad that you're on this subject. I am living. I know. I am living. I, you know, Kevin McCarthy is, can you say scumbag on radio? Yeah. Well, anyway. I won't say it, but that's Mitch McConnell. That's what Mitch McConnell is. I am so upset about this thing because I just found out about this yesterday, what you're talking about right now, and I've already called, uh, of course, we're, you know, Maryland, our senators are voting for it, so we don't even have to worry about it because they're all Democrats. We don't have anything going on here. But the big shocker to me is that out of the, uh, the top, uh, senators getting money. Eight of them are Republicans. And don't yeah. you know Lindsey Graham is one of them? Oh, Along imagine with that. and Kyle. Of course. Of course. This is uh, this is a shakedown. This is another uh, making Washington, D.C., making a mess and rubbing your face in it. This is you laying there suffering because of 40 uh, year high inflation and the uh, Congress just walks by and picks your pocket. It, it's thoroughly disgusting. The same things that disgusted the American people before the midterms have still disgusted the American people. And they're about ready to pour gas on a fire right now, Barbara, between yes. this and what happened with Facebook and Twitter, 80 employees of the FBI working with uh, it, it, it at Twitter being paid with our money, 115 FBI former agents working with Facebook to censor our speech, and we were paying for it, Barbara. Does it get any more corrupt? Does it get any more corrupt than that, Barbara? No, it doesn't. It doesn't get any more corrupt than that. And here's what I'd like to know, Rob. Where are the Republicans? Where is McCarthy right now? McCarthy should be on the steps with as many people as he can muster right now. He should be on the steps of, of Congress talking about this, but he's not. And Barbara, know- Barbara, let me, let me posit this because we got we to run. Last night I was uh, watching the news, and, I, and Tucker brought this up. And Tucker said, you know, we've, we've heard a lot of silence from uh, conservatives. Haven't heard anything from MTG lately. Haven't heard anything much from Lauren, Lauren Boebert lately. Haven't heard much. And uh, Tucker Carlson basically says, if the FBI can do this, yeah. okay, all of this, then there's a real good chance they may be uh, blackmailing uh, opposition into silence. Into all silence. Would it, would it surprise you at all that they're trying to silence it? It would not surprise me at all. And I'm telling you, the silence is deafening. The I got to tell you. is deafening because we all know it's happening. And the people that we think would be out there, especially Matt Gates, and you're right, MTG, 
Uh, where's Lauren Bobert? Oh, where are I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I have a funny feeling that somebody's putting the heavy on them to keep quiet. I don't know. I mean, if, they, if they'll put 80 people in Twitter, FBI agents, and 115 FBI agents in Facebook to censor free speech on everything, do you think it would be beneath them to do that? Barbara, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a second. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. That is not a whole lot to talk about today. (laughs) There's a lot to talk about today. Bruce Lavelle, longtime advisor for President Donald Trump, former executive director of the National Diversity Coalition for Trump, joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Merry Christmas to you, sir. How are you today? Good, Rob. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me back again. Um, I love having you on, my friend. Um, so let's talk a little bit about these uh, these charges that the January 6th kangaroo court, I mean the uh, committee, is uh, recommending with regard to uh, Donald Trump. Uh, much of this already, uh, Donald Trump was uh, exonerated with the second sham um, uh, uh, impeachment. What, what are your thoughts on this uh, this committee's recommendations yesterday? Well, you know, it doesn't surprise me. And, you know, Rob, it's just like the, the fake Russia hoax collusion and the, the, per, the perfect phone call that the president had, as well as the two-time impeachments, et cetera. The raid of Maryland, this is a continuation to stop uh, Donald Trump. Um, but also, Liz Cheney, let's go out with a bang. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I love the way Alan Dershowitz uh, breaks it down from a – constitutional part of how it, you know what really the duties of congress can do yes. to recommend indictment is not something part of the constitution and my my beautiful daughter who's a lawyer now in uh, florida um actually uh looked at this stuff for me and some of my other attorney friends is like you know can you articulate this for me it's like yeah dad and and so yeah to that point um, it can absolutely, as we call it, another nothing burger. Is it distracting? Yeah. Yes. Is it a little inconvenient? Mm, yes. But will it go anywhere? Absolutely not. And they know it. Yeah. And that's the sad part about weaponizing our U.S. Congress folks. Instead of you know fighting for you know good jobs and lower regulations in your district and uh, really taking care of your district, you tied up. I think it's on my Truth Social on my Twitter. I put I broke down on how much money. This committee wasted a taxpayer's yeah. dime on chasing uh, the waterfalls. Is that great song? Don't go chasing, chasing waterfalls. waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wrote a parody about that for Rush Limbaugh. I wrote uh, uh, "Don't Go Chasing White Waterfalls" about uh, about Hillary and Bill Clinton and the Whitewater. Oh, scandal. okay. And there I'm, you go. I'm, 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 I go way back. I go way back. Um, yeah, I I, I got to tell you, you know, when you look at what right now is going on with the DOJ and the FBI, do you suppose they would have the audacity to pick up these charges and run with them? You know, it's interesting, and this, and I'm going to say this respectfully because I know some agents. I have family members who've been a part of the the justice system, and for the most part, quote, the majority of these brave men and women who are out here intercepting uh, terror attacks and capturing uh, folks who are trying to harm us, kudos to them. It's the small percentage of the, the leadership that has weaponized and politicized our great justice systems across the country and is putting it on the backs of the brave men and women who took the oath to come in to 
as you say, to call it like they see it, to be fair, to be treated fair. That's the unfortunate part of what's going on with uh, our field agents and some of our brave men and women who are trying to protect us is their leadership, unfortunately, has gotten compromised. And you saw that as you saw the Twitter files dumped. I know I'm getting off a little in terms of yeah. uh, what Elon just dumped about yeah. those constant conversations with the Bureau back and forth to uh, Twitter on suppressing Hunter's laptop. Well, we know more than this uh, because now we know that 80 former FBI agents were being employed by Twitter. We know that 115 mm-hmm. former agents were working for Facebook. We know that the FBI was paying them was yeah. was giving money to Twitter so they could investigate, so they yeah. could block the Hunter Biden laptop. And I want you to think about this, because I've been right about 100% of all of this. Think about all of the things on social media that have been verboten for the last two years, including questioning of election results, uh, vaccine mandates, uh, origin of the vaccine, January the 6th, yeah. Ashley, Ashley Babbitt. You tell me that the FBI didn't have anything to do with that, and by the way, in removing Donald Trump from Twitter before the election and permanently banning him afterwards. You tell me the FBI wasn't involved with that BS. Exactly. You know, my my mentors, many years, you know, I'm, I'm dating myself, Rob. I've been around. I've been dealing with the political world since I was 18 when I worked for Reagan on his campaign, <laughs> stuffing envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I will tell you that he always taught me to avoid the appearance and the unfortunate part of it is is that um, this has gotten so deep. You know, I realized the swamp was deep. I mean, let's just be honest. I know that yeah. people think, oh, drain the swamp, that just that's a great jingle. It's actually reality. But, but, Rob, I didn't know that it was so deep. Hey, Bruce, you got a little problem with your microphone. I think you're getting a little close, and it's limiting you. So I'm hearing part of your conversation, and then it kind of fades off. So kind of just hold you right where the microphone, right out in front of you. I think it might be kind of limiting you. And I want to be able to hear every word, my friend. I want to be able to hear every word. Uh, let's move on <clears throat> to elections. We know that uh, we know that James Baker was involved in uh, the Russia collusion hoax. We know that the FBI tried to pay Christopher Steele $1 million to verify the, uh, the dossier, which was bogus. Um, and then... He left the FBI and went to, to went to a Twitter to suppress the Hunter Biden story. So now we have essentially electioneering in 2016. Uh, the, the Democrats lost 2016, and the FBI actually created an election misinformation bureau, and yep. they worked actively to throw the results of the 2020 election. Do you feel in any way, shape, or vindicated? And what do you suppose is going to be next? What do you suppose the next thing to drop is going to be? Well, you know, obviously, when they raided Mar-a-Lago, the fake yes. raid, as I called it, yes, um, I, I really believe they. You know, I, I used to say this. I know a lot of folks, like I said, in a lot of, you know, areas in terms of the judicial system, is throw it up against the wall. We we know it'll stick for a while, but it won't stick. It eventually fall. Yeah, yeah. And and the other term is load the wagon. When they say load the wagon, we yeah. know we won't get anywhere. It's kind of like Letitia Peekaboo James up there in uh, <laughs> yes, New York. Yes, That's yeah. not going to go anywhere. And no. this woke. Uh, Leticia down here in Fulton, you know, using ten, millions of dollars with the taxpayers' money, and you see what's going on in Buckhead and the city. Yeah. The crime is overrun, and she's yeah. using all the resources, which is creating bad camaraderie right now. Quote, ladies and gentlemen, in the Fulton DA's office right now, you're spending so much time on a quote perfectly legal phone call that President Trump had with Brad Ratzenberger, and you chase and chase and chase, intimidating people. Well, we're going to subpoena, we're going to subpoena. So here we go again, once again, 
weaponization of our DA's office, our uh, justice system, et cetera. Um, so nothing surprises me on the continuation of let's throw something, quote, against the wall. We know it won't be indictable. We know it'll it'll take a news story for a while and we'll see where it lands. And that's the unfortunate part, because, you know, I told some of my Democrat friends, and Justin, listen, this could be you. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry that you reap what you sow. And I'm sorry. Some of the things are coming to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. You let me, see that. Let me ask you this. You had mentioned uh, some changes in election law on the local level in Georgia. Uh, we know that Buckhead wants to get the hell out of Atlanta because Atlanta uh, Democrats and the machine there are screwing up the, the city, making it impossible to live there with violent crime. What's happening in Milton, Georgia? You had mentioned that. Share it with everybody, will you please? Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. You'll, right. you'll see it on Newsmax tonight. Good, too. Good. Uh, I think Jan's going to cover it. Nine fifteen. Great. Breaking news. Yesterday. The city of Milton, Georgia, city of Milton, Georgia's North Fulton voted unanimously. I just got off the phone with the city council, Rick, before I got on with you, is that they're going to take over their local elections, 30,000 residents and Milton. Now, watch. what does that mean? Okay, so there's a million uh, voters, excuse me, residents in Fulton County. Mm-hmm. You've got the city of Milton, the city of Sandy Springs. You have uh, parts of city of Dunwoody. You've mm-hmm. got... Um, other cities around the area that encompass some parts of Fulton County. So what does that do? You carve out that many voters away from the pot. From the machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what's happening is right now they can vote on all their city, local city solicitors, et cetera, right now. Mm -hmm. But it takes the Georgia legislators to vote, the city giving them permission to vote for state house as well as federal elections, which is next. And where I'm going with this, and watch this too, Rod, you're going to love this, okay. meaning that there's no machines. You get, you go there, you show your ID, you're, you're, you live in the city, they hand you a paper ballot. You get a permanent ink pen. You mark in the box. You put it <laughs> in the box. You walk away. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You recount it ten times, yeah. you get the same thing. So... What it does is, the the term again, avoid the appearance of impropriety, Uh, the chain of custody, which is so critical, which I argued about this. I used to do a lot of Fox hits about we're going to get killed on random ballot boxes, strode out wrong, you know, amongst the the counties, Fulton, Gwinnett, Clayton, which is what Zuckerberg, third party CT advocated to do, blah, 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 blah. So my thing has always been proactively. I've been following this. I have a great friend, Lisa Colley and some very strong uh, city advocates that wanted to push local control. So I told Bill down in Buckhead and some of the other places that, look, if you want cityhood, for God's sake, you're advocating you want city, you want police services, you want zoning, you want control. Okay, for God's sake, take the voting with you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Take it all. Yeah, let me – go ahead. So this is great. This is big news, breaking news. You're the first to hear it on your show. I love it. I love uh, no other news coverage. Just a little small paper hit it, but it hadn't reached national. So you're the first. Sweet. And so uh, I'm hoping and praying that other cities and municipalities will take heed to this. Yeah. And stop all the left, right, center, cracking, smacking, jacking, all the silliness. Yeah. And go out there and really do your due diligence of local control, local yeah. elections, local police, local zoning. 
everything locally as a community. Yeah. Let me ask you this uh, real quick, about a minute here. Uh, what about uh, what's going on with Cary Lake in Arizona? I mean, the only county in America where this malfeasance happened and they expect us to swallow it. What do you think about her uh, lawsuit and what do you hope will happen? Well, you know what? I've always said this. My mentors always taught me, you know, sometimes a loss is actually a gain. And how you so-called lose on how you carry yourself for the better will determine your destiny. And when I say that, meaning there's got to be something good that's going to come out, just like how, you know, we lost uh, the, the, all, with all the craziness that went on with President Trump. And I've always believed in my spirit, in my heart, there's something good that's going to happen out of this. And, you know, Kerry did a great job down there in Arizona. And to this point, we just talked about all the reasons why to not have a million residents in a county or whatever throw your precious ballot into a big old hole in a box and go on for days and days. Local control, more chain of custody more accountability. Well, I'm hoping that they overturn the, the election, to be quite honest. I, before we go, I, I'm going to, real quick here, I'm going to set you up real quick here. Hold on. I know there's dashing and dancing and prancing and fixing. This would be the uh, Temptations, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, I'm in the Christmas spirit. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, what Christmas movie do you have to see before you get into the Christmas spirit, is there a, is there a movie that sticks in your mind? Oh my gosh, Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> You're from my Are generation. You, you, you get that. Yeah, I've got all those uh, all those uh, and, act, and the Grinch figures. in the in the, the animation Grinch. part when it came out in the sixties. Yeah, of course, and of course you also like uh, uh, the Temptations and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, which oh, is God, uh, yeah. is a classic. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, my, my favorite part. Temptations. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, wait, wait, do that again. Merry Christmas from the Temptations. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right, uh, Bruce Lavelle, thank you for joining me today, man. I appreciate your insights and the breaking news. God bless you and your family, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, God bless. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Love this song. Not exactly a traditional uh, Christmas song. Backdoor Santa. That's right. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Backdoor Santa. By the way, if you want to call your Congress person and say the omnibus, omnibus spending bill needs to be uh, dropped. Here's the number, 202-224-3121, 202-224-3121. After all of the stuff that we've been through, after all of the mess that's been created by this federal government with the uh, southern border, with this, uh, this Twitter files and how the election was thrown in 2016 and 2020 by the FBI, 80 FBI agents literally working at Twitter being paid by the federal government to decide what is misinformation and disinformation. And if you think it stops at uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, you're out of your nut. 115 agents working for Facebook. You know that they were doing the same thing at YouTube. You know they were doing the same thing at Instagram and every place else they could. And then I guess the mainstream media just carried their water because they're so used to doing it. Unbelievable. Now, the FBI said they didn't know anything about Hunter Biden's laptop. 
they maintained this until March, actually up until March of this year. Did you know that? Did you know that the, uh, the what's his name, guy's name, Brian Vordren, the uh, assistant director of the cyber division, which generally involves the interweb and maybe even, uh, I don't know, laptops. Here he is in a congressional hearing, Matt Gates asking him about, uh, about the laptop that everybody knew about. The FBI had since 2019. We know the FBI knew that it was real. We know that the FBI knew that everything on it was corroborated. It was actually there. But you know what? They took it, and the, the chief counsel for the FBI who left the FBI after creating the Russia collusion hoax went to Twitter. They met for weeks in advance with social media to tell him that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Yeah. But here is what Brian Vordren told uh, Matt Gates about the laptop. So where is it? The laptop. Sir, I'm not here to talk about the laptop. I'm here to talk about the FBI cyber program. You are the assistant director of FBI cyber. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. That is astonishing to me. Is, has, has FBI cyber assessed whether or not Hunter Biden's laptop could be a point of vulnerability, allowing America's enemies to hurt our country? A repair store. I'm holding the receipt from Max Computer Repair, where in December 2019, yeah. they turned over this laptop to the FBI. And what now you're telling me right here is that as the assistant director of FBI cyber, you don't know where this is after it was turned over to you three years ago. Yes, sir, that's an accurate statement. Uh, if they are, in fact, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, they need to be just honestly taken apart. Taken apart. We went through this with the Church Commission in the 1970s. The FBI, and nothing against the field agents, but honestly, just go back to law enforcement because the FBI needs to go bye-bye. Here's a little bit more. Matt Gates to Brian Vordren. One of the highest-ranked uh, officials in the FBI had no idea where Hunter Biden's laptop was this year. I would think you'd know this one. I mean, I would think that if the president's son, who does international business deals, referencing the now president with the Chinese, with Ukrainians, I mean, have you assessed whether or not the Hunter Biden laptop gives Russia the ability to harm our country? Sir, again... We can do this back and forth for the next couple of minutes. I don't have any information about the Hunter Biden laptop. You, sir, are a lying. Mm. One more. So, I mean, who is it? Do you even know who has it? Do you know who we should put in that chair to ask these questions to? No, sir, I don't know who has it. He doesn't know who has it. Now, that is right after or right before Matt Gates literally said, I want to enter the laptop into the congressional record. And he was fought. <laughs> he, he was right there. He had the hard drive right in his hand. So I'm going to enter this. And, and, and uh, Jerry Nadler uh, argued with him about it. They knew what it was. They recognized the importance of it. They realized the writing on the wall that this is the exposure of the most corrupt family in American history. Selling access to our enemies. The FBI knew it. And that makes them, at least the leadership of that agency, not a friend of the American people. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. 
with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. It's Christmas week. Christmas week. And I hope, no matter where you are, and it's also Hanukkah. By the way, Hanukkah started yesterday. Festival of Lights. Want to not forget our uh, brothers and sisters of the Jewish persuasion. Uh, we wish, I wish you uh, the very best. And I know that uh, we've, we've had a lot of bumps and, uh, and it's, it's been kind of rough to be particularly conservative in this country the last few years. But uh, I just want you to know that every day I wake up and I and I uh, look at the headlines. I look at the omnibus spending bill they're trying to jam through, and I look at the uh, the abject corruption of the FBI. And I thank God that uh, it's all coming to uh, it's all coming out. We're learning about it. We're learning about it because uh, oddly enough, two billionaires, two billionaires may have saved the country. <laughs> Donald Trump and, and uh, Elon Musk, and uh, Donald Trump saved the country by changing the trajectory of the Republican Party and making the standard rhino country club blue blood Republican who you thought Ronald Reagan got rid of. But no, uh, it took Donald Trump to get rid of him, get rid of people like Liz Cheney. And, uh, and Donald Trump also uh, changed the expectations of the Republican Party because we now, and, and this is why there's this war on mega conservatives, because mega means a bunch of different things, including doing what you say you're going to do, uh, cutting government spending, cutting regulation, strong border, strong defense, all of that. So there's no going back there. And then Elon Musk comes in, buys Twitter, and exposes more than I could have ever dreamed about. And all of the things that you and I knew in our hearts there's something going on there's something wrong when the government and social media and democrats use an expression called disinformation about anything you know for instance covid doctors normally they are allowed to treat their patients they say hey you know i've heard this is working we'll try this let's try this but the government said, no, mm -mm, you can't. You can't even have a thought about it. You can't have a thought of anything but a vaccine. You can't have anything but you've got to wear masks. Anything but you've got to have the school closed. All of those things have been proven to be specious. And by the way, somebody wrote me today and said the government is still saying that the vaccine prevents infection. Unbelievable. And nobody's going to go back to uh, social media the same way either. Twitter will never be what it was. It reached its zenith as a tool of the state, and now there is a price to pay for it. Pretty amazing, really amazing, and you're here to see it, or hear it. Kevin McCarthy uh, joined 13 Republicans who vowed to tank any priorities of GOP senators who vote for the 4,155-page omnibus bill that was negotiated with Democrats before a new Republican majority could take control of the House. So there is that. Kevin, you know you're hanging on by a thread.
Kevin McCarthy knows he's hanging on by a thread. They were able to slip by Mitch McConnell, still being the leader of the Senate, or at least the minority leader of the Senate. But Kevin McCarthy, I think, has gotten the message. We're not going to take this bleep anymore. And then this, listen to this, outgoing Senate Appropriations Committee Vice Chair Richard Shelby from uh, Alabama slipped in $656 million worth of earmarks to his buddies in the omnibus spending bill. Though that takes some cojones, doesn't it? That, that takes some cojones. $13 million for the old Abbeville Municipal Airport runway extension, $200 million for the Alabama State Port Authority intermodal and terminal expansion. Probably a couple buildings going to be named after Richard Shelby. How about this? How about just go work at Walmart? But I don't think Walmart would have you. Unbelievable. Now let's talk about uh, what's going on in Arizona. Now, uh, I always have this question that I ask. I'll say to people, I'll say, uh, you know, uh, uh, why do I think that there was impropriety in the 2020 election? Because I'm not stupid. Uh, you know, why did I think that uh, COVID came from a lab in, in uh, Wuhan, China? Because I'm not stupid. Why do I think the uh, southern border is open? Um, porque no soy estupido. It means that. Because I'm not stupid. And, and why, of course, do I believe that uh, Katie Hobbs did not win the election in, uh, in Arizona? Uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Because we're not stupid. Every election uh, in Arizona, Jim there's always problems to be found. Machines seem to go down. The worst offender uh, is Maricopa. Hey, they did it again. Because the fix was in, they stole the race uh, from Pike. Uh, they ripped off Carrie uh, Lake. One particular place really takes the cake. Maricopa, that crooked county. County. The fraudsters were paid a big bounty. Maricopa, that screwed up county. Election stealing, Katie's dirty dealing. Maricopa, Carrie won't quit. Unlike all of the uh, suits that were brought in the 2020 election, uh, they're going to. This is this uh, this case has been allowed to proceed. Isn't it amazing what will happen? Maybe if a if a jury is able to hear the facts and then make a judgment. Kind of crazy, right? Kind of crazy how that happens. And we will see. We will see if this works out. But I believe if you look at everything involved in Maricopa, the only county in America to experience the BS that went on in Maricopa County, including 223 vote centers operating during the 2020 election, and 59% of them experienced machine issues on election day. And the Secretary of State was a candidate for the Democrats, and she's in charge of the elections. She was supposed to fix it from the last time. She didn't. It got worse. Yeah. 16,000 ballot discrepancy between the outstanding ballot counts estimated by Maricopa County and the Arizona Secretary of State's office. You've also got the Secretary of State literally threaten, threatening the Mojave County Board of Supervisors with felony charges if they didn't certify Katie Hobbs the winner. Yeah. Cochise County did not certify its election until November 28th, but those then sued by Hobbs' office to certify it. Yeah. Nothing to see here, right? 
This is Carrie Lake at TP USA. She ain't going anywhere, and I hope and pray to God that she wins and upsets the balance of power, and then the criminal charges come. So only in Maricopa County can the entire election apparatus, actually the people running our election, promise to destroy me. They, the, the two guys in Maricopa County who run the elections started... And this is true. A ...undisputed... ...super PAC with the intention to destroy one candidate, yours truly. Yep. And yet they still got to run the election. Only in Maricopa County can they shut down 59% of the polling places by making the equipment malfunction on election day. Oh, no, that happened in counties all over America. No, it didn't. Only in Maricopa County... Not even close. ...can they randomly inject 300,000 ballots huh. with no chain of custody. Weird. Where did these ballots come from? We've got whistleblowers all over the place, and they are singing. Blow, baby, blow. Blow those whistles. Here's a little bit more from uh, Carrie Lake with some more election improprieties in Maricopa. And when all of their cheating was not enough, they did something even bigger. Mm. Two days after Election Day, yes. 25,000 ballots just magically appeared. That's kind of weird because a lot of Democrats end up like losing on behind on election night and all of a sudden there's all sorts of votes, uh, you know, weeks later because it takes so long to count them. It's almost like they're, I don't know, making up ballots or printing ballots or something or, you know, just creating, uh, creating them out of the air. This is the, the magicians down at Maricopa County. They magically appear. They didn't have enough cheating by two days after the election. They had to inject 25,000 more votes. <laughs> These people are crooks. They need to be locked up. Boom. 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 And, and you know, one of the things that uh, the left does is they like to uh, uh, call you names and they like to uh, gaslight you, make you feel like you're crazy for believing the obvious is true. And the obvious is that this uh, election uh, was uh, engineered as an attempt to throw it by the secretary of state. One more line from uh, from. Oops, oh, nope, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let me find it. Hold on. I got to find it. And another line from Carrie Lake here. Here is Carrie Lake embracing the names that. That, uh, the left uh, is calling her when we know the obvious. I know that right now we can identify as anything we want to identify as, but I want you to know that I identify as a proud, election-denying, deplorable. Are you with me? Wow. No, I don't think anybody tried to shut her down or anything or call it disinformation or misinformation or put a label on it. How many times did you try to post something on social media and a little flag showed up that said uh, the election is settled or COVID science is settled or uh, climate change is settled? What you're dispensing here is uh, misinformation. How many times that happened to you? It happened to me every damn day for the last oh, probably four years. I had my Facebook page disappear the day after the election. No reason, no cause, no effect, no recourse. It just showed up about a year and a half later. Well, there it is. Same thing with my YouTube page. I put up a video by uh, Robert Kennedy about the COVID uh, vaccine. Uh, page went away. Went away. Got flagged. Took it down. They took it down. Couldn't post anything for weeks. Same goes for Twitter. I, I've been at 5,500 Twitter followers for three years. 
while I watch my getter go through the ceiling, while I watch my Truth Social go to the ceiling, and while I watch my Facebook get restricted, 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 taken away, and my Twitter. Unbelievable. Fortunately, the truth is coming out, and we're here at this confluence of history where we discover that our federal government is more corrupt than we could have ever, ever, ever imagined. Coming up, Title 42. This afternoon at 5 o'clock, that's when the Biden administration has uh, to respond to Supreme Court Justice Roberts uh, giving an extension to Title 42. I've got some audio from Corinne Jean-Pierre, among others. This is The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's The Rob Carson Show. So... Have you seen the new uh, Avatar movie? I, I watched the original the other night, and it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, and I, I, I want to wait till I can watch it at home. The new one. They spent. Uh, they got. They got to make two billion dollars to uh, to break even on that movie. By the way, so a film and television critic was merciless, mercifully mocked for claiming white people portraying blue aliens in the newest Avatar movie were guilty of uh, culturally appropriating people of color. I wish I were joking. Kathea Woods, a writer for the Philadelphia Tribune, was eventually forced to lock down her account and make her tweets private because she said something so ungodly stupid. She said, at some point, we got to talk about cultural appropriation of Avatar and white actors are cosplaying as people of color. It's just a mess and so not necessary and no amount of visual effects CGI can erase that uh, bad lace fronts, dry synthetic braids. Jesus, fix it. Is what she said. Now the uh, the uh, Avatar, um, they're aliens from another planet. Uh, it's called Pandora, and they're blue, and they're about uh, uh, about ten feet tall. And uh, Woods bizarrely associated the blue color aliens of the fantasy movie with people of color, and uh, many on social media responded with uh, with ridicule, and they should because honestly, wow, dear God. Uh, here's one tweet. Hey, Kathia Woods, uh, you are straight up a clown. That bleep that comes from liberal brains is outstanding. I pity you people. And then there are people who actually agreed. Uh, I think the offense over cultural appropriation, way overbroad in general, but it's also okay to point out that this is creatively bankrupt in using a hack pastiche of native culture aesthetics. What the hell are you? A, oh, Noah Bloom. He must be a professor of native culture aesthetics to hammer home an already ham-handed allegory about colonialism feels expl- Shut up. Dear God. Shut up. <sighs> Didn't we settle this in 1965 when James Kirk had sex with the first blue alien? And then the green alien. Didn't we, didn't we put this behind us? I mean, didn't we put this behind us, honestly? Uh, when are we going to get reparations for uh, the, the natives of Pandora, by the way? When are we going to? The mining companies that move there to harvest the unobtainium or whatever the hell it is, they, they need to pay reparations. But, or it's just a freaking movie about aliens who are blue. There is that. So you want to know why I think the uh, southern border is open? Porque no soy estupida. 
Because I'm not stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Title 42 was expected to uh, expire just uh, before midnight tonight. Uh, the law was issued, uh, used in 1929 to stop meningitis, was invoked by Donald Trump to prevent the massive influx of people coming from south of the border. And by the way, I want to mention something real quick to our, uh, our friends in Mexico, who uh, are not our friends, by the way. The governor of Mexico, not our friends, because every one of those people, all those millions of people who crossed the southern border... Uh, landed in Mexico, went across Mexico, and in many cases, escorted to the border. So I would say that we need to cut off all trade and all travel. Even your honeymoon, sorry, you'll have to wait with Mexico until they seal the border. But, of course, Corinne Jean-Pierre insulted all of our intelligence and wiped your noses in their mess by saying there is no southern border problem. It would be wrong to think that the border is open. It is not open. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. You, um, or we're we're meeting here just minutes after, as Darlene pointed out. Yeah, it's it's wide open. Everybody sees it. We see the footage. And honestly, it's just, aren't you just tired of this? Aren't you just tired of this nonsense? I'm just, I'm so bloody tired of these people. I want them ridden out of town on a rail. I'm tired of being lied to about everything. While you and I are paying for all of this nonsense, all of this, these abuses and usurpations, they still go on. Here she is saying, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, it's a court order. They got to get rid of Title 42. We can't do anything about it. To Ed's question, though, you know, this push from the podium to get Republicans to send more resources to the border. A lot of them say that, you know, they hesitate to throw more money at a problem. By the way, they are lining up National Guard on the other side of the river uh, in El Paso, I should say, across the Rio Grande. And it's about damn time that the governor of Texas uh, actually lined the whole damn border with National Guard troops to stop this nonsense. The Homeland Security Secretary saying that the border... Sorry, I used the curse word there. It's just frustrating. ...secure, and some people would have to vote on that bill also don't have a lot of details on you know what's in it and where that money goes but that all that aside um you know if you're if you're saying that republicans aren't doing the work um to get this done and then you have someone like joe manchin saying well the president has the ability to ask for an extension he should be asking for an extension because we're at this point where you've got a deadline and a crisis is that within the president's authority to do that so look, we remain we're, we remained under a court order to lift Title 42. That is Aren't a court order. That, that is a court order that is telling us to lift Title 42, and we're going to comply because we follow the rule of law. Oh dear God! Wow, I I just honestly wow, just wow. Here she is uh, talking about being asked about what uh, the the vice president, who is the border czar, who has never been to the border and isn't doing anything about it, uh, what she's doing. And uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre had no answer. The president uh, tasked the vice president with studying and working on the root causes of some of these issues. I'm wondering if there's any update from this side of the White House on what she's been doing and what she will continue to do as we're expecting an influx at the border. Well, she's been doing nothing. The president uh, appreciates the partnership that he has with the vice president. You're right. That has been her charge to uh, work in a diplomatic way in finding the root causes of, of, um, of migration. It's policy. I uh, don't have anything to lay out specifically on what that work looks like. 
but again. Well, you should because she's been the stinking border czar for about two years now. We should have an idea what she's doing, what she's found out. Unless, of course, she's not doing anything, which is what I would say she's doing. Yeah, pretty much. It's obvious. Kay Smythe, one of my favorite Brits, expats, he joins us next to talk about the nonsense going on in this country. You'll like her take. It's a Rob Carson show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. One of my favorite guests is on the phone. Case Smythe is a political pundit, British uh, expat, I guess. And uh, she joins us on the phone. Hello, love. How are you? <laughs> Hello, darling. I'm very well. How Colin, are you? How, how do they say Merry Christmas in England? Oh, wait. Merry Christmas. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little pumped about uh, about the day. I, I I saw yesterday you were uh, you were online and, and you were kind of uh, I don't guess the tweeting. I don't know where I saw it, but you it seemed like you were a little uh, downtrodden about uh, where the country's going and what we're going to expect in in 2023. Let me ask you what where you are uh, in, mentally and and what do you think's going to happen in the in the coming year that we should be concerned about. So, Rob, great question. And you yeah. know me, I tend to go off on tangents. So stop me if I get too too much into the weeds here. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about 2023, I think. You know, for me, my family personally, I think will be all right. Um, just because I've just moved into a nice little farm. We can grow enough food. Oh, we yeah. can, like, store rainwater. Nice. I am not convinced most people will be able to buy food by the summer. Wow. I am absolutely horrified by the skyrocketing prices we're seeing i'm desperately concerned that as soon as the christmas holidays are over we're going to see massive layoffs um because i think this like every single notable financial expert is forecasting the worst for 2023 and i saw that the new york times had written an article that essentially said, oh, well, we don't actually know what's going to happen financially in 2023 because, you know, the pandemic threw all the models off. So to that, I responded with, well, you guys are a bunch of idiots because actually everyone does know what's going to be happening in 2023. And um, we could have seen it even prior to the pandemic. We were were sort of on course for some nasty financial hiccups, and here we are. So I think I'm going to be okay. I haven't bought any new clothes in about five years since I left modeling. And so I won't really miss, you know, the whole going out shopping girliness of it all, although I'm sure John would um, argue with me on that one. Yeah. But no, I, I'm pretty concerned about 2023. Well, I think I'm it's going to be a year of upheaval and change. I'm also very concerned because he's, uh, there are words I want to use for our Congress attempting to pass a uh, omnibus spending bill, which would essentially mean that the uh, Republican uh, Congress can do nothing about the trajectory of the Biden administration in the first year that they're in control. And that's if that happens, then I will know 100% that what you are pretending here uh, is absolutely on on track and i think that's the scariest part of it right like yeah. rob i i c- certainly surround myself with people from all walks of life but i'm pretty privileged in that most of the people i surround myself with are significantly more intelligent than me like i barely got that <laughs> um and i you know i all, my job is to like regurgitate people's information like people who are smarter than me and we all seem to be in the same mindset of like we know something big is coming yeah 
nervous, apprehensive, like, you know, is this going to be all the way, you know, one of the things I joke about with Carl Higby, who's also on Newsmax. Yes, yes. yes. Um, it's sort of like, what's the best apocalypse, Carl? Like, which one's the best one? <laughs> um, and which one's the worst one? Zombies is my worst one. Yes. Um, but I feel like we all think something is coming. We yeah. don't know what it is. But here's the thing. Yeah. Okay, this is the weird part, right? I've got a friend who... I mean, this is where everyone's going to go, oh, gosh, and roll their eyes. But, like, her job is literally, like, an energy healer, and she sort of, like, predicts people's future. And I use the word predict very purposefully um, because she has been doing this with my personal life for, like, five years. She's never gotten anything wrong. And so I called her up, and I was like, look, I'm a scientist, but whatever. I can't disprove anything that you've said is wrong because it's all come to fruition. What's going to happen in 2023? And she's like, no, I get it. I'm scared. I'm frustrated. Um, I'm I'm nervous. But there might be not a World Economic Forum Great Reset coming. But I think you've got people like Carrie Lake out in Arizona fighting tooth and nail to see real change um, as it comes to election integrity. Yeah. We're seeing every single day these huge disclosures like the CIA being involved in the whole JFK thing and so oh, on yes, and so oh, forth. Yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a year of revelation. Yeah. And I think overall, by this time next year, you and I, for some reason, even though a lot of the models are saying it's going to be bad and I am concerned, I just have this gut feeling that this time next year, Rob, we're going to be here again, talking, laughing about it and saying, yeah. that was a whirlwind, wasn't it? That was a lot of change. So hopefully we see the complete collapse of the Democratic Party. Who knows? It, it would be nice. Right? I'll tell you, uh, I understand where you're coming from. Um, and man, did you buy into that California crap when you moved into this state? I'll just say that right oh, away. Oh, completely. You got, some, you got some crystals. You got some. How's your child, t- 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 Did you do yeah. the, does the farm all feng shui and everything? Anyway, no. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think I think that I don't need anything for Christmas because Elon Musk is giving it to me, and I'm actually paying him eight dollars a month for it now. Hails to the yes, I'm paying Elon Musk. I'm gonna buy that blue check. I don't even know what it's going for, but all I know is that he's turning the world upside down. And this is before all of the information's gonna be coming out with the two AGs that are suing the Biden administration over collusion. We know today, okay, and you saw the headlines. We know that eighty former FBI agents working for Twitter still on the FBI payroll. Twitter being paid $3 million to shut down everything. And it it just starts. It just starts with the laptop. Everything that you've been told is disinformation came from the FBI, came from the DHS, every single damned thing. COVID, uh, January 6th, you can go on and on and on. So that is all coming out and we're just beginning to see it. And there's no way to put a cork back in this bottle. Okay. There's no way to put it back in. And when this this lawsuit takes hold and we have people testifying and being called to testify in that suit, that's when we're really going to realize the scope of the abject corruption uh, of the and the irredeemability of much of the deep state in Washington, D.C., which I would venture to say is worse than even Tom Clancy could have imagined. What do you think? <laughs> oh, that was so well put. And isn't it isn't it quite haunting to think that 
certainly for at least the last hundred years, since we sort of like normalized um, at least elementary education, since we kind of brought the reading level up to the point that, to be honest with you, it doesn't even need to be. Like, I, I know that sounds insane, but I think we made a huge mistake leaving the cave. Can't stand most of modern society. Not a big fan, whatever. That's just me. I know that's just me. It's okay. Don't want people to agree with me. Yeah. But all of this mass manipulation has literally taken place in under 100 years. Yeah. yeah. That is how quickly we have declined into what is not a free state. We've yeah. declined into a complete... I, I mean, it's... it's uh, we it's are sort doing, of like it's not even like an oligarchy. I don't, no. I don't even know how to describe it. Oh, no, like no, no. I, I, think, I think it's, it's very much. Cartel. I think it's very much like a, an oligarchy. And, I, and I'll say this: you know, one of the things uh, Hillary Clinton was the example of the oligarchy. She looks at Russia as the template. So does Barack Obama. That's why Hillary Clinton, who never made anything in her life, never built anything in her life, got 150 million dollars from Russian oligarchs after she signed the Uranium One deal. Same goes with Barack Obama. Barack Obama leaves office, never built anything in his life never brought anything into market he's worth a couple hundred million dollars that is oligarchy that is the template it is the the uh, the haves and the haves not the bourgeois and the proletariat and that's what we have here that's i think it's a, i think it's an i think it's a good analogy but uh, but but continue you say it's not necessarily an oligarchy it's something else oh no i you completely changed my mind it absolutely is an oligarchy when you look at it from just that sort of macro perspective like when you take that step back you're right. It literally defines it. My issue, I think, is more so I didn't move to America for this kind of control. Yeah, I left I Great I Britain to avoid this. Yeah. And that's the thing that's frustrating me the most. And I live what, you know, my house is freezing cold, but, you know, because we don't have a chimney, we just have a hole in the roof right now. But that's another story. <laughs> um, you know, wow. I live a pretty privileged life. You know, even at, like my technical status, I'm a legal resident alien here in the United States. I'm a, you know, a diehard patriot. I mean, I'm on Newsmax, for goodness sake. Of course yes. I'm a patriot. But the standard of living I'm starting to see here is eerily similar to what I left back in Europe. I know, I know. And I think that ultimately, as awful as this sounds, Rob, I okay, so I went to Food Lion the other day, which gotcha. is a supermarket down here, um, and it was $15 to buy 18 eggs and a 12 pack of Pepsi for my Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like $15 for what is not a meal, what could not sustain most people for more than like a day or two. Mm -mm. Um, and I think that the more this kind of horror continues to be perpetuated by the left, by their oligarch, by this oligarchy and this cartel of communists, I think that I think something's going to happen next year that's going to be their last ditch attempt at control. Yeah, and I really, yeah. truly do believe the American people are going to stand up and be like, nope, done with this. Yeah, yeah. Turns out all these nut jobs who uh, say, ooh, vote for me, vote for me. Turns out they might have a mental issue because who wants to be in a position of power? Uh, only the narcissists. Yeah. And that's who we've literally keep voting into office. And so I can't vote. I have no interest in voting. It makes all of my work, you know, biased, I think, more so than it already is as a as a sort of commentary writer but i think that we're, we're hitting a breaking point 
and it's we're sort of like in this do or die situation and i think i have full trust in the american people to turn around and say you know what we're done. these massive institutions you've created we're over it we're yeah. done with it we're going to do this our own way and we do not recognize your authority anymore because that's yeah, the scary yeah. thing right well i look at i look at stop recognizing the authority and it goes away well i look at elon musk as the thomas Paine of uh, 2022 i think he's a revolutionary figure who's going to change the country donald trump is the same way and i said this about trump trump changed the gop the gop can never go back to being country club blue bloods they they will never be able to return to mike pence they will never be able to return to lindsey graham and the same goes with uh, with big social media we will never have another election where the fbi controls the narrative we will never have uh, another election cycle where the fbi is actively engaged with social media and the mainstream media to shut down dissent and to change the results of an election by uh, by shutting down information so i think things are going to change there and i think also there are some other things going on uh, with the american people that uh, i think we will see some revolutionary change not a revolution not a violent mm-hmm. revolution but revolutionary yeah. change. We've just had enough. Let me ask you a couple things before we go, because uh, I do have to go. Um, and I would have you on a second segment, but we're right towards the end of the show. So, uh, but but I, I love having you on. I love having you on. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about the southern border? What's uh, what uh, with uh, with what's happening with Corinne Jean Pierre <laughs> saying that the border is not open and all of this? What, what do you what do you feel about uh, what's going to happen today with regard to the border? Uh, I think the same thing's going to happen today that's been happening now for the last, you know, like two years. I think women and children are going to be horrifically abused as they are trafficked across that border. I think that people are being kidnapped all across America, their bodies Mm -hmm. being taken into Mexico, stuffed with drugs, and then brought back into the country as a means of trafficking those drugs. I think that the degree of violence that is stemming from this open border policy is the greatest catastrophe that America has uh, seen, certainly in the last, I would say, like since the Depression. Um, If not, you know, uh, honestly, Rob, at this point, just for the border crisis alone, I don't know how anyone, certainly no one who's a mother, someone who's a father could ever support the Democrats again. Um, but I don't know what the I don't know if Title 42 is going to be completely dropped. I mean, look, I'm a legal immigrant. I worked incredibly hard to get out here, but it's not impossible to do. Yeah. If you work hard for just a few years, it doesn't even take that long. Work hard for like anywhere from like two to five years and you'll be qualified enough to le- live here legally. Those structures are in place. It's a lot harder to le- live here legally now yeah. under the Biden administration. We'll save that for another show, though, because that's a whole kettle of fish. Exactly, exactly. But I think I, I pray that we have a full reset. I, I agree. We don't need. We don't need a violent revolution um, because you know the left tried to do that whole violent revolution and it didn't really work. All it begot was more violence. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think we need a complete reinterpretation of how we view the border, how we view the crisis. And honestly, I hate to say it because it's going to upset my family because they're a bunch of libs, but we got to put that wall back up because the wall Amen. works. 100%. Hey, got to run, my dear. One more question. Uh, what Christmas movie do you have to watch to get you into the Christmas year? What's the one movie that does it for you? Oh, I mean, you know, The Snowman has got to be up there because I'm British. But, no, like, Love movie? Actually what? always oh, gives God, me, no. like, those little goosebumps. Oh, no, 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 no not Love Actually. The thing that gets actually. me, the do one you thing make, when wait, I know wait, it's wait, Christmas, hold on, hold on. I'm listening do, to do you, Fairytale do, New York by the Pogues. Listen to me. Do you, 
Well, I love that by the Pogues, by the way. But do you make your fiance, your boyfriend, or whatever? Do you make him watch Love Actually? God, no! I love him. I want him to stay with me. Yeah, yeah, because, That's like a rule that we have. When yeah, he goes movie, out, yeah. or if I'm like out of town for work or yeah. something, that's when I binge watch okay. my shows. Right, because, I've never made him watch an episode of the Kardashians ever, yeah. and I've never missed one. All right, that's well, well if, you, if you make if you make him watch Love Actually, that's worth three apologies. So he could, <laughs> he could screw up three times. Three times he could screw up. If you make him watch it, he could screw up three times, and and that's it. Okay, gotta run. God bless you, girl. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy. New Year, we'll talk again, okay? Merry Christmas, Royal. Thank you so much. All right, uh, and make sure to check out Kay Smythe, S-M-Y-T-H-E. Just Google her. You'll find her all over the place. Uh, let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. <laughs> Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson show. Feeling that Donald Trump is going to go up in the polls a little bit after all this nonsense with the January 6th committee and all that. By the way, if you want to vote it's for... Beginning oh, to look a I don't like Christmas. Step on Michael, Michael Buble. Come on. Everywhere you go. There you go. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again. With candy canes and silver lanes that glow. You know, when you play Michael Buble music... And you like make uh, food in your kitchen, like uh, mashed potatoes. You don't even need to add butter because it just it just makes it nice and smooth. It just as having the, uh, the the voice in the background. It's just it's amazing. It's amazing. But no, if you want to uh, vote in the Newsmax poll, we got this thing going on. Polls are tight between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Of course, it's a really big battle. But I think a lot of people are going to be leaning towards Trump because you know, uh, I think he deserves another shot. But you know, whatever. If you if you believe in DeSantis, that's cool. Just text the word event to thirty nine seven four seven thirty nine seven four seven and make your voice heard and then tune into Newsmax for news you can trust. Newsmax carried on every major table system and if your cable system doesn't carry it, demand it. I've got a show on there that's called Rob Carson's What in the World and we're doing a special year-end Christmas edition this weekend. Uh, just text EVENT to 39747-39747 to vote who you would prefer to have as the presidential candidate in 2024, DeSantis or Donald Trump. So uh, we are being um, gaslit in a million different ways. One of the ways we are is that uh, we are being told that it is okay for a man to identify as a woman and go out and hang out in a locker room with girls. Well, uh, a transgender individual has been arrested 15 months after he or she exposed herself to women and girls at the Wee Spa in L.A., did you know that? And, and because people said, hey, man, you shouldn't be in here with your butta butta hanging out, uh, some people um, rioted. Antifa went there and rioted. But uh, Darren Aggie Merriger, 53 years old, has been accused of indecent exposure at another spa, and this person has a gigantic arrest record. So this is a pervert with an extensive criminal history, including burglaries, convictions for indecent exposure, third exposure case that he's contesting, failure to register as a sex offender, and all of that. And here is one of the women videotaping the staff who, uh, as, as she went to the uh, uh, to the desk to say, "Hey, there's a man in there with his, you know, dinkus out, pretending to be a woman." We spa, so you don't. So it's okay. I just want to be clear with you. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age. Your spa, we spa, condone that. Is that what you're saying? 
Like, yeah, there have been cases where women for complaining, like for instance at a YMCA, being kicked out of the club completely. The world is upside down. We're going to write it in 2023. Let's come back and wrap things up. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, we'll see what happens with Title 42 today. Have a glorious day. I will have an epic show for you tomorrow. As always, hang in there. We're going to be okay. God bless you. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. See you then. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free.